Hi, I am Jocelyn, the host of the Meliora Mentor Podcast. Meliora means better in Latin. I encourage better thoughts for a better you and a better life. Through taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. I help individuals with an inner desire who are having a difficult time making progress to fulfill their goals to find the small, doable steps without making drastic changes to their everyday lives. And I can help you. Thanks for joining me. Hey, how's it going? It's Jocelyn Hillam. Welcome to the Meliora Mentor Podcast. I am excited to dive into some mindset shifts and thought tools with you. I'm going to start giving you some of the really pivotal and mind-changing mindset shifts, (laughs) say that 10 times fast, that really helped me in improving my mental state. And I'm actually really excited about this. And I hope you guys find these as useful as I have. So I think to start off, it's good to explain my opinion or my thoughts What I've kind of gathered from all the books and all the podcasts I listen to, which has been very many, classes I've taken, taken, (laughs) etc. And kind of give you a little bit of my, my opinion, I guess, of why our brains tend to be negative. And this isn't just what I've gathered and learned from other podcasters, from classes I've taken or from books I've read. So those all have definitely influenced my opinion, but a lot of it also comes from my religion, which is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that also has affected it. And actually, I'm going to start with giving you some Bible verses that can help explain why our minds tend to be negative and will make more sense as I progress through. So in Genesis 3, It talks about how Eve had partaken of the fruit. Okay, so I'm going to read you a few scriptures and then talk to you why I feel that this kind of makes our minds negative. (laughs) Or we tend to go to negativity. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, And has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and in sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return to the ground. For out of it wast thou taken." For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. So Adam and Eve were forced out of the Garden of Eden, which produced everything they needed. Because they did not obey what God had wanted them to, the ground was now cursed, and they had to work hard to get the food. I found that interesting when I was a teenager, how easily the weeds grew. (laughs) I think because I was fairly annoyed at having to pull them for my mom all the time. I was like, why do these grow so fast and ferocious? But these scriptures kind of tell us why. Man had to work. Man now had to work for his food. 
So time goes on a little bit and probably even for Adam and Eve's life and everything kind of seems hard and scary and a little daunting. Getting food all of a sudden is now hard. Feeding yourself is difficult. Keeping alive and safe from other predators can be difficult and it can be very scary. And I'm sure it was for them and for our ancestors to to have all these things that we have to think about to keep us alive. They have to think about their growing their food, raising their animals, keeping their animals safe, keeping themselves safe, keeping them their children safe. There were quite a few reasons that they had to fear, that they had to do in order to keep themselves safe, to keep them and their families alive and their posterity continuing. So another scripture found in the Book of Mormon in Mosiah 319 states, For the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and becometh as a child submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child doth submit to his father. So I want to talk a little bit about the natural man in us, or technically for our case, a woman, the natural woman in us. Our brains have been conditioned over much time through our ancestors and genetics to desire to keep us alive. Usually if you have a normal healthy functioning brain that our brain wants to keep us alive and wants to keep us and our posterity moving forward. Now there are conditions where you may have a sickness of the brain such as depression or anxiety and I am not licensed to help you. (laughs) I need you to find a licensed therapist or someone that will be able to help you in those instances. But for most of us normal healthy people I found this concept kind of mind-opening about the natural man in us. I'm going to just say man because that's what I'm used to, but know that I mean women as well. Our brains want to keep us safe. They want to keep us full. They want to keep our children safe. They want us to be comfortable. And this is really good. This was really good and it kept humanity alive for a long period of time. Times have kind of changed a little bit, and in ways, this natural man is holding us back from the life that we really can enjoy, because the natural man, or our brain, as I will probably most commonly refer to it as, is our brain, our brain wants to keep us alive. It just wants to do the basic things. It knows that eating non-healthy foods is good. It tastes good. It feels good. And it's kept us alive. So it wants to keep doing that. It doesn't want to change to eat more healthy food. So our brains tend to be on the lookout for negativity. Generations ago, negativity and focusing on when the storm was coming or where the predator at kept them alive and kept them safe. And my opinion is, is we've just evolved to pay attention to the negativity because it has kept us alive and safe. Our culture and the world has evolved, especially over the last one or two hundred years. It has evolved so much. We don't quite have to worry about the predator as much. In fact, we don't even have to really worry about finding food as much. But 
culturally, our brains are used to thinking about the negative to keep us safe. And they tend to still do that. They tend to still do that in relation to your body, in relation to other people, in relation to your relationship with your husband, (laughs) with your children, and so on and so forth. Realizing that the brain's negativity was just trying to help keep me safe was kind of eye-opening. But something else that was eye-opening was in that scripture I just read. And it's the part that says, Unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man. So this is what I want to help you do. I want to try and help you put off the natural man, to put off your brain and to work through to become your highest self. Because as we put off the natural man, as we convince our brains who we really are and who we really are meant to be, then we can find a much happier life. I know because I've done it for myself. I was one of those who was wallowing in comparison, scared and fearful about every economic downfall and turn. I would let what other people say get under my skin. Sometimes I would even let what my own self said get under my skin. I was irritated at my weight. I was irritated at my impatience with my children, at my lack of fulfillment in my marriage. There were so many areas in my life where I was succumbing to the natural man. And it is so easy to succumb to the natural man. I still do it all the time because that's what we do as humans. We are learning. We are learning step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept, by small and simple things to grow closer to God. And it's one step at a time. I am learning one step at a time, just like you are learning one step at a time. But as you learn these steps, it can bring you closer to who you want to be. And I know I already said that, but I'm so excited about this because it has changed my life. And I want it to help change your life if you're willing to let it. It is intentional work. It requires a lot of tensionality. And a lot of it actually comes the way we are, our brains, comes from our subconscious, subconscious, <laughs> which was trained or has been trained from our, it can, could have come from our upbringing, through trauma we've been through, experiences that we've had. There are so many things that we have observed. A lot of those things came from observations during childhood. These observations and internalizing help form our opinions about the world, about the way we should be, about our life, and the way other people should be. And a lot of them are now in the subconscious. And it can be a little bit difficult to get into the subconscious, to retrain it to work for you. Oftentimes it can be even working against us, even as we don't realize it. But I want, what I want to strive to help you do is to have your brain work for you, where you can start training your subconscious, conscious, (laughs) I can't pronounce that word today. You can start training that part of your brain to work for you to help you in the areas of improving your motherhood and improving your marriage and in losing that stubborn baby weight. Those are some areas that I have been helped with changing my thoughts, working through some of my issues in my subconscious, subconscious, I don't know if I'll say it right once this whole episode, (laughs) bear with me. Um, But retraining that will have such a powerful and positive impact in your life and in your motherhood.
So I hope you'll stay tuned as I'm going to go deeper into these mindset shifts and tools over this next little while. I am so excited to share these with you. If you know someone who could benefit from these teachings, will you please share with them this episode? Tell them about Jocelyn Hillam, the Meliora mentor, and how she is enlightening your life. That would mean so much to me. And another way that this podcast can be found is if you give it a rating and review on iTunes. They have algorithms. (laughs) Surprise, right? And my podcast pops up if it gets more ratings and reviews. So if you could do that, that would be super great as well. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. But more importantly, thank you for applying what I strive to teach you into your life. It can help you in so many ways. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of the Meliora Mentor Podcast, for listening, for sharing, and for most of all, applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own better thoughts for a better you and a better life through taking small steps in thought or action to reach your goal. If you are one of those individuals who have an inner desire but are having a difficult time making progress in your goals, I can help you find the small, doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday life. Reach out, let's connect, and let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn, and I thank you for listening. Until next time.